The Football Pod on OTB Sports. Do you still listen to the Football Pod or is that like texting your ex? Absolutely. As I often said, I'm jealous that uh, I don't know who's so good, the little whore. <laughs> the Football Pod is available every Tuesday exclusively on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We are continuing our build-up to the All-Ireland Football Quarter-Finals in Croke Park this weekend. We've just been chatting Mayo against Kerry with David Brady. We'll be chatting to Kevin Walsh in just a moment about Galway Armagh. How are you feeling, uh, Johnny, before we get to him about the confidence levels for this one? It's very, it, very, it feels very, very hard to find anybody who can give me a definitive answer to how this game is going to go. Yeah, it's, it, looks, it's, it looks very nicely poised. Um, uh, you know, I, I think there's a belief in Galway. It'll be interesting to hear what, what Kevin says. I'm actually really f- fascinated to hear Kevin's views on it because Galway have been in such a transition for, for the last number of years to get to a stage where they can fit into this modern, albeit evolving game of Gaelic football. And um, I I suspect that Kevin will have, as much as he's not the manager, will have, will have taken great pride from the performances of the likes of Conroy in that. And the way that Galway are playing football is, is true to the old school of just beautiful kick-passing, beautiful um, forwards. Um, will that be enough is the question. Do they have enough defensively and in terms of a game plan? And Galway do not have that much experience at Crow Park either, really. Like, I mean, did they, after 2001 had a horrendous horrendous run at Crow Park didn't win a game there I think for like 16 years and even in recent years we've only had sporadic visits there fairly tame against Mayo last year so it's a hard one to call I think Is that The last time Galway won at Crow Park I think maybe against Kerry in 2018 the, the Super 8s clashed I think so yeah that was so it was maybe it was 17 years that was their first win I'll always remember when 2001 when they beat um, Paul Joyce outscored Mead that day and I always remember the, the paper the next day, Galway are on the cusp now, Galway are just going to dominate Gaelic football. They didn't win a game in Crow Park, I think, for 16, 17 years. And uh, I wonder if it comes down to the wire psychologically where they're at. They're not battle-hardened like the likes of Mayo, but it's going to be some atmosphere there. Like I mean, the, the novelty of Clare being up there, Derry being up there, Armand and Galway being in Cork Park, it's going to be a fantastic weekend of football. Yeah, no, I really can't wait. Like, there's been loads of uh, reaction this morning. Uh, Ronan Hurrican has been in touch to say, uh, does a lack of Super 8s affect Kerry's warm-up for bigger opposition? Pity we don't have the Super 8s this year. A group of Dublin, Mayo, uh, Kerry and Cork and Armagh, Galway, Derry, Clare will be class. Oh, personally, I think I'm uh, Super 8's got a very very hard time and I think that one of the reasons why the Super 8's fell flat in its face was because Dublin were so dominant mm. so half your groups were four yeah, yeah. so I actually think it got a little bit of a hard time personally we're going to be going back to a group set up next year and I think it'll be much better does it affect Kerry's warm up for bigger opposition that's an interesting question I do think though that the last year the Super 8's 2019 Kerry's first game that year was against Mayo and they hockeyed them mm. now it wasn't Killarney so maybe that was the mm. reason why but Kerry have shown an ability to come straight from Munster to put in a big performance like they, they scored the, the seven goals wasn't it against Kildare that one time they beat Galway well in 2017 on the flip side obviously they got caught by Galway in 2018 but I'm not sure the I'm not, I'm not sure that Kerry not being ready for bigger opposition as a result of Munster is an excuse at all, and like even like I don't know though. Like as a coach, like what is there anything you can do to sort of make them that war ready uh, against a Mayo team that is it's it's so typical of Mayo that they've been able like they've now had what are you talking three hard games already. Like and that does stand to you. I think it does. I yeah. think psychologically it does. How it come probably, the, how come the Dubs managed to come through Leinster? 
Like to say that they were unscathed would suggest that somebody even tried to land a scratch on them yeah. over, over those six, six in a row and still managed to destroy teams routinely. I, I think their I think their squad depth was so insane that like you just had to be at it or you weren't. That's playing. what people are talking about with yeah. Kerry at the moment mm. that they have that level of squad yeah. depth where you have like yeah, you're fretting hugely over Clifford. Uh, fretting over hugely over Clifford because he is an absolutely amazing player. I've got I, if you if you want to lose a player in one position, I would say that corner forward position is the player where, uh, place we want to lose a position because for the season so far, Paul Ganey, Tony Brasson, and Killian Splann have been competing for one spot yeah, in that yeah. forward line. Who would get into a lot of other teams in the country, a lot of the other top teams in the country. So uh, we'll come back to that in a while, but we do want to focus on the Galway Armagh match. And delighted to say that Kevin Walsh is with us on the line now. Kevin, how are you getting on? Morning, guys. How are you doing? Very well. So we were just talking about that Croke Park element a few moments ago, and it's a really interesting storyline that's been spoken about for the majority of teams, actually, this weekend. You know, how do you handle Croke Park when you get there? It's definitely a thing when it comes to the Derry footballers. It, it still feels that there's a bit of a hangover with the, the, the Galway drought between 01 and 2018 in, in, in Croke Park, and maybe indeed for Galway's opponents, Armagh. So... From your own experience, Kevin, how much does the game change when you get to Croke Park? How much of a factor is it in your preparation? And look, I, I suppose it's 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 a daunting enough area if you're not used to it. And uh, well, I'd have, been, I'd have been long advocating that the, the dubs should be taken out of it for for, for <laughs> certain big matches. But and that's and that's the reasons. And look at you, as I said before, you you look at the bookies and the guys are used to it. It's a it's a big help. But for these two teams, I suppose, Galway and Armagh um, are fairly new to the occasion, so it should balance itself out, uh, albeit. Um, 17, 18, 19 the Galway boys are probably more more experienced than, than Armagh on that um, but look at it, it's a totally you know the pitch probably isn't that much bigger really to be honest when you measure it but it just plays bigger and it's a uh, you know I suppose players getting their second wind and getting into the game is really really important so uh, look at it it's 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 a daunting but it's a place every player wants to be so it suits certain players it doesn't suit other players um, but I suppose you know they're, they're two footballing teams, um, but it'd be interesting to see how space can be covered up because uh, it, it, it is a bit, it is a bit bigger. The, the, like that's the thing. Like Galway Armagh, I mean, um, feels like it kind of has a life of its own. But with Derry this weekend, people are asking the question: Can you implement their traditional Ulster style of football in Croke Park and make it all the way to, to winning Sam Maguire? Is that a, an unfair question to be asking, or or is there challenges in implementing that sort of game plan? In Croke Park, I don't think the challenge is much different. To be honest, like when you measure up that field, it's not that amount bigger than anywhere else. So, uh, it's you know if, if the game plan is well designed, which it still seems to be for Derry, um, you're always going to leave one or two up. Although I see some teams at the minute that leave nobody up, but you try and leave one or two up and um, make it for a quicker transition. Um, but then if, if you've got pace and you got speed and uh, you get your defence right. You can't hit any teams on the on, on the break. But look at again, we can overplay that. Um, you have to be looking at, uh, you know, what what the value of the talent. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're not going to send a group three horse to win the derby. So, like, it's 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 a lot of. I suppose a big weekend to show if players can stand up and if they're, if they're up to this or not. I suppose we don't know that with, with some of the teams involved. You, you, know, must, be looking, from, from you must be looking at the Irish derby with Aidan O'Ryan supplementing the filly there, Kevin, because he, he knew he'd only agreed with Group 3 horses, so he had to add her. Just before you came on, though, I'm very interested from a coach's perspective. If you're the Kerry manager, if you're Jack O'Connor, like, is there is there is there that concern? Like, how ready are we for war here, given our prep? Like, we've, we haven't played for a proper game for 80 days. Like, is there anything you can do? And I know you can play challenges and so on. Or is it just something you have to deal with? 
something you have to deal with. And I, but I suppose you know they've, they've had a lot of time to get themselves right. Look again, you know Kerry. Kerry, I, I, I haven't won in Ireland, but they're still well, well used to Crow Park and the big, the big occasions, the big fields. They're, they're well used to that. That's not going to be a problem. I suppose the question you're asking is, do they win their own game? But look, they're going to be fresh as well. Um, they're long enough playing together. This team is very similar to the team that we'd have played back in 2018. Um, you know, Paddy Clifford is probably new. Um, they've lost, I suppose, Crowley. You know, Dave Morton isn't playing as much as he used to be. Uh, James Dunham was gone since that, but they, but they have the whole team um, apart from from Paddy Clifford. So I don't think that uh, it's going to be a massive issue for Kerry to be honest. On the curtain raiser, then on Sunday, this this Galway Armagh game, Kevin, as I'm sure you you probably agree with it's a very very hard game to call. And when you try to dig down into what might edge it for either team, you start to to look at matchups. If you just start with, with Galway first of all, and that Galway attack, I mean, you know these three lads from your time there very very well, and Shane Walsh, <coughs> Paul Conroy, and Damian Comer. Yeah. Is it still very much a case of if you stop those three lads, you've got a very very good chance of, of stopping Galway, or have they moved beyond that point? Yeah, it's, look, this is the, this is the first real test to see that. Um, and again, we don't even know how actually good our are because they actually didn't win Ulster. So, and Ulster at the minute, you know, doesn't seem to be as strong as it was. So, <clears throat> it's hard to know. It's really, there's a lot of unanswered questions here. Um, I suppose you know, Damien, Shane, they're 28, 29 now. Paul Conway is in his thirties. Um, there's no doubt they've been the big players so far. But uh, you know, you look back at the Mayo squad, the first game has a lot of unanswered questions, even. Um, Paddy Durkham was missing that day who probably would have normally picked up Shane Walsh so you know it's have they got the heavy treatment yet <clears throat> and I, I, by, by that I mean the close contact of players and it's just really hard to know if the same space will be there I don't expect the same space will be there as has got there Ross Common is, was the other test uh, Galway really deserved to win that game by more but you know for the last year or two I've said this in one of the last podcast I don't see the Ross Common bite there like it was a number of years ago. Uh, they have to find that. And uh, again, that was one of the questions I asked before the care game. Was that bite going to be there to, to get over the line? And it didn't seem it was again. So, you know, it's it's hard to know. The the the, the test of the real close contact probably hasn't been there in the, in, in the Connacht this year. So this is a real first test for Galway on that. Um, the three lads up front, Shane Welch is, is obviously flying at the minute. So is Damien, so is Paul. But then again, you know, Ulton Harney kicked three points in play against Galway, which is a which is a concern. I think it was direct direct contact with Paul. So, it's it's those things will have to be watched. Uh, it's not all about the attack. Um, Co Park is, is as we you know is bigger than our pitches. So it's how are you going to make sure that you're okay on that side as well? So a lot of questions to be answered. How how do you talk, what do you make of Galway defensively, Kevin? Um, look at it. I suppose Porrick's time, you know the. I suppose it took maybe 18 months or so to maybe fully realise that the defence has to be covered and it took one or two heavy, heavy, heavy mm. beatings as well. So, But again, that seemed to have gone back to where if that was, which is probably a good thing because you just can't be shooting the lights out and uh, talking about it. Like, so um, they're getting bodies back. They're, you know, I was down the Clare game. I, I, did, I did reckon that they were going to get bodies back for the for the, the kind of championship this year but on the basis of what I saw on Clare and Tume. I think they scored only one, two each at half time. So I expect Galway to be defensively. Uh, they seem to be pulling in the two wing backs in in to cover. I'm not so sure that's the right thing in Crow Park. I think a plus one is enough in Crow Park because you go two back like that, you're leaving your outside defensive line that a few yards short. So I'd be hoping maybe that we'll see a plus one, um, a sweeper that can see man see ball at full times. 
and they will get the extra man pushed out into the into the defensive arc because the gaps will appear in Crow Park if that arc isn't full. So um, look, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it's not just about getting bodies back; it's about you know knowing your full role in that system. So it'll be interesting to see that system and what they have in place, and to see can everybody cover off their own their own areas because you know if you play Sean Kelly full back, which I presume they will, Sean Kelly you know, technically isn't a man marker as such. Um, he'll need a bit of cover so he can do the real damage going forward. That's what I would expect. But again, the sweeper will need to know exactly what he's doing. And uh, when you look through the, their math forward line, you know, Duffy's flying at the minute, mm. Nugent is flying, O'Neill is flying. Those gaps would have to be well, well protected. For sure. like, And it brings us nicely on to the, the main man in, in, in Reno O'Neill. So the question for Galway, I presume, Kevin, is not just so much about how you try and quell his quality and his ability but it's also about where he's going to play and the different pockets that he picks up I, I assume that complicates matters a little bit for Power Choice probably does um, and again it'll be down to you know do, do, will Galway be zonal in, in defence or will they be completely man-to-man or will they go zonal and a plus one man-to-man on Reno Neal what would you do? Um, to be honest I, 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 because of the class of what it looks like the class of the, of the, of the, of the six forwards I, I'd be trying to get a bit of zonal done there because um you know, I don't believe that just shooting out uh, or shooting out Reno Neal is going to is going to stop the match. Uh, you know, Duffy, as I said, is flying inside. So is Nugent. Um, the lads in the, out, in the outside line, you know, Campbell. You know, they're, they're all going well. Rugen, but looks fine. like going well. But again, the question is what what intensity did Donegal bring to that? I mean, we we played Donegal back in 2016-17 in Marklitz Park and beat them by 16 points where they just kind of have collapsed. So was that a, a little bit factor last week as well? I mean, the two kickouts were to the cornerbacks, they both dropped the ball and which allowed Armad push up. If those drops weren't given, would Armad be winning in that game by so much? I'm not so sure. There's also periods there I think where Donegal won the first maybe twenty minutes of the first half where they would have won like nine two at one stage. So, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's just I suppose a load of unanswered questions on, on, on two younger teams. The point you made earlier about um, Paul Conroy is really interesting because obviously he's been getting a load of praise for his attacking exploits, but Going the other way, it sounds like you think that there, there's an ability to ask a question of him. So, like Armagh against Donegal anyway, with Stephen Sheridan and Ben Creeley in midfield. So, you'd imagine one of those might be picking up Paul Conroy. But is there a shout to potentially put Jarley Ogue in that position, just given what he can do to Paul Conroy going the other way? Yeah, look, again, I mean, that's, that's the beauty of those having the likes of Jarley Ogue who can play. He's, he is playing really well, wing back and coming off the shoulder as well. So, I'm not so sure they'll move him, to be honest. Um, um, I think they'll probably stay with what they are. Uh, you know, I suppose Paul Connery's been finding pockets and we all know he's a very good kicker and shooter. But like I said, the other way is this is important. And even going back to what's common goal in the league final, there was five or six Galway lads there, including Paul Connery, who was probably the closest and just allowed him to walk by him. So those little things really need to be tightened up. And, you know, you're coming to quarterfinal now, you're coming to, to better teams. Those things will find you out. And the, the old saying, you know, you know, defence wins, 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 wins championships, and attack sells tickets. That needs to be looked at as well, in particular for for Galway. But in fairness, the last year or so, Galway are getting the bodies back. But it's 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 in relation to Crow Park now. What what can they do up against the better the better teams? And like either Armagh or Galway, they really have the nice side of the draw at the minute. So I suppose there's a huge carrot here for for the teams, and I suppose it's important that you don't like the, like the boxers do. You don't go out and try and win the first round and even have completely open. I mean. Just need a cool head and uh, have a look at the opportunity that's there in front of us and 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 
go at it in a, in a, in a, in a controlled manner, I suppose. Uh, are, they, are they scarred by Mayo last year in the sense, and you mentioned Paul Conroy, <coughs> who, like, Paul was very good in the first half, and a bit like the rest of the Galway team, they basically just fell apart in the second half. They were completely battered by Mayo. Is, is, that, is that an England in the back of your mind, Kevin? Look, I suppose, I've always said that, you know, you, you, you treat the two imposters the same way, the winning and losing. So you break the game down. You treat the first half and the second half the same way and, and look at what happened. It's not just as simple as you were brilliant the first half and you fell off the second half. Things can go against you, you know, things can, things can go with you. A ball can come off the post, you may be looking to get the rebound and put it in the back of the net mm. or you might be looking not to get the rebound. So all the little things have to be taken into account. So it's not just as simple that you fall away. Um, I would say probably in the last 10 or 15 minutes, that, you know, when the game is still there for you and, and you see a body language where the head goes down or two or three people start tracking or there's a kind of a token tackle, that kind of tells you where you might be giving in. Where, to be fair to people, it's not all about just a very bad first half, second half. You need to break them two, two down. So I don't think that that'll scare them. Um, I just think that they'll see an opportunity that it's a new team like Armagh. And I suppose if you look at the, the, count, the country at the minute, Herman and Derry are probably the two teams that we'll say have improved. You look at the the, the, the pretenders to, to Kerry and Dublin, I have to say that they've gone backwards. You know, they've like Tyrone, Monaghan, Mayo. Um, you know, the, the teams that are up closer there seem to be gone backwards, which means the pack is open behind Kerry, Kerry and, and, and Dublin a minute. Yeah, just one last question about uh, Galway or Mad that I had was just the specific on who marks Shane Walsh. What, what's the what's the best matchup uh, from our Mad's perspective on that? Again, it's, 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 I suppose that's, that's kind of hard to know. But, you know, I suppose probably one of their tightest markers would, would, would be Morgan. And, mm. um, you know, he's a tough defender. He's no nonsense. Uh, he's mentally very strong. He does get a few bookings. Um, is he the guy maybe that will, will, will take up Shane Walsh? He, maybe he is because I'd say he's like a guy that doesn't, uh, his mind doesn't go wandering for five or ten seconds. He's like a guy that's, that's, that's focused on his task. And, It'll be someone that's, that's that is totally focused on the task uh, to 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 stay with Shane and you know take him down the, the the alleyways that probably will suit the opposing teams. But you know, look at Shane is on top of his game at the minute. Um, but again, has has that space been open for him? And will he be tested on the other side of it? Probably will start to get tested now as he comes to quarterfinals. So um, as I said, some of the bigger players might be missing in, 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 in on the on the the Mayo side that might have might have challenged that. Like Boyle obviously has has, has gone now. Druckmann was missing in that one. Uh, Keith Higgins is gone Parsons has gone that middle area wouldn't be as strong in Mayo so I'm not so sure how much they've been tested yet so look, I'm really looking forward to this one but probably Morgan might be given that task maybe In terms of Galway's evolution kind of in the last 10 years since um, I suppose the Jim McGuinness era really like how did you find that Kevin as somebody and maybe it's a lazy thing to say oh Galway the football purist always remember you as a player in that era of Gaelic football how did you find that transition because it, it never looked easy for Galway and like when you had um, what was considered a defensive system in an era where everyone had to play that way how hard was that to inculcate in a Galway DNA that just didn't seem to have it I'd say, to be honest, it's it's probably difficult for every single team uh, unless you're brought that way up through uh, an underage system and where, where you're given all the tools. And I suppose that's where teams are going to improve in the, in the future is what county boards now are, are I suppose, putting in their, their, their development camps in to, to give all the tools to all the players so that when they come to 1920 that they're able to step into whatever is required. And that's something that's been short and missed in, in most counties. And uh, I suppose that is the evolution that's going to come forward now is because if you're going to have any chance, you need to get in there early. But it's a very difficult thing to do to 
uh, I suppose, teach old dog, dogs new tricks. And, and uh, that is very, very difficult to do. It takes a long, long time. It takes an awful lot of perseverance and it takes an awful lot of, of I suppose, coaching as well and, and understanding. So it does take a long time, but I suppose all you can do is, you know, is, is, is measure as you go along, set targets for the team so that they can see and give them feedback that they are improving. Because, you know, if you look at everything that, you know, it takes so many weeks and months to develop a new skill. And unfortunately, when you think you're not developing, the first while of that of that being done, people can get frustrated and they don't see the improvement. So there's a thing called, if you ever look at the habit curve, it'll show that first six weeks of any skill, you mightn't see much improvement at all. It's the next four that you'll see, you'll see stepping up. So it takes an awful lot of time. It takes an awful lot of belief. And it takes buy-in from from the players, and the only way you get that is to, to to measure and show improvements. And if you don't do that, and you can't do that yourself as a coach, you'll probably lose them along the way. But look, it is difficult, um, but it's essential. That's that's where things are gone at the minute. And even I suppose even Galway proved that over the last number of years, where it's not, it just can't be a shootout and out you go and and and, and talk about tradition. And, and in fairness, if you're a Galway person, and without, without being too strong on this. You know, we had a good, good enough era, era after having a bad era, and uh, mm. we're lucky enough to, to be there in ninety eight, two thousand one, and maybe maybe left one or two behind us. But at the same time, you take out that little section from you know from nineteen sixty six to now, that's that's the section that was competing. So, mm. all we needed to change and do something different. Uh, it's really interesting what you talk about there, like in terms of trying to teach an old dog new tricks. Like one of the men you had with you in that era under during your Galway managerial stint was was Paddy Talley, and, and he managed to instill a, a really good game plan defensively for for Galway at the time, or he managed to help you along that. Like, mm. can he do? Can he teach those old Kerry dogs, some young Kerry dogs, new tricks this year? Have you seen enough from what he's done in Kerry this year to, to suggest that they've made that step forward themselves? I'm just interested in your insights on, on Talley. Yeah, I, I look at the fair because because as you said earlier on, they just haven't been tested properly. I, I, I'm not sure yet uh, where that's gone to, and I'm really looking forward to it from quarterfinal stage on for, for Kerry, including his Mayo because Mayo will test that. <clears throat> but it'll be really interesting to see. Like I suppose Paddy came into us. He came in after say Mary's had been out, so it was late January when he came in. So it's technically only a few months. Um, I'm sure he'll bring some of that with him, and I'm sure he'll be, he'll be trying a lot, a lot of that. But because in fairness, Kerry would have always been. Marking beside or right behind or tight, and always had the ability to hold up. But in defence, it's always you should delay, deny, and then defend. And but Kerry were always defending first. So hopefully that, you know, from from Kerry's point of view, that Paddy will be shown how to play in front and that type of stuff. For Kerry missing the pass. So, but again, I haven't seen that yet. But hopefully this championship is going to show us that now. Who's winning Galway Armagh? Jeez, that's awful hard to call. Like, honestly, like it's. It's it's really hard to call, uh, and if you break down their mail forwards, they all look <clears throat> look 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 really good talents coming forward. But then you go on to Galway forwards, and you have Shane Walsh and as you said, Damien Comer, and um, Rob Finnerty's kicking pints for fun. When he gets space, will it, will that space be afforded? Um, not so sure. Um, and then I suppose this is the supporting cast strong enough to those three or four. Uh, that'll be told again. Um, it's really difficult to call. I'd I, I, be only shooting I guess at it, and I suppose that's why the bookie has made money, but. Um, it it'll be interesting to see what type of defence is, is deployed in, in, in Co Park. It's a it's it's a little bit more difficult. But look, I'd have to go from your own county in this one and hope to get off the line by one or two. All right, Kevin, enjoy it on Sunday. Thanks, many for taking the call. No problem, guys. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.